0: are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. she. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, and I want to thank you for joining us today. Today we have special guest Martina Hoffman, and we are going to dive into her artwork. She is a master artist, a visionary, an alchemist of multidimensional fields, translating those transmissions onto canvas with such exquisite beauty. If you're listening, look below. There's a link so you can see what we're talking about. Otherwise, sit back, enjoy. Let's dive in with Martina. So hello, Martina. I want to thank you for being here today. So excited to just dive into your art. I feel like um, today there's so much wisdom that's going to come out of, one, the paintings that you're going to share. Uh, And also, I feel I was tuning in a little earlier that Uh, you know, there's a lot of grasping for wisdom that you've experienced in your life right now through the younger generations. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for us to touch on that a little bit. Um, Meaning from art to even uh, honoring the plant medicines and uh, wanting to have certain skills prematurely uh, that you maybe can relate to even in art and metaphysically. (laughs) so um yeah there's a big calling so thank you for being here Uh, why don't we just dive in since we were just talking about uh, your painting behind you maybe you could share a little bit uh about this beautiful goddess and uh what this current project is it current or it's complete yeah it's a current it's a current piece well first of all thanks for having me it's always a pleasure to
1: talk with you and i think it's been two years since we we had this we had a conversation a yep. public conversation so yeah always a pleasure it's great and uh so yes what you see behind me is um it's my um my current work and it's uh, the piece I'm working on it's not finished mm-hmm. so it's work in progress but I thought I'd show it because it's something that I really felt called to do some of my paintings um the the previous one was somewhat intense and dealt more with the the current situation of moving out of um, the shadow or not escaping it necessarily for um, for escapist reasons, but just to move towards the light and, and move towards a more positive um, outlook in life because it's been such a challenging time for most of us Absolutely. and well, for all of us. I would say. I mean, I don't. I hardly know anybody who hasn't been really affected by this whole, um, worldwide scenario. And, uh, so I felt called to, to paint something that was extremely positive, very goddessy, mm. um, I've dealt with renewal. So I, I came up with this spring concept and kind of, you know, it reminded now that I see it, it reminds me a little bit of Botticelli's um, mm. both of this and, yeah. and, and, uh, I used a very good friend of mine as a model, and uh, she's been a model throughout the years. I love her. I love painting her hair and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and her beautiful face. And uh, so this is just um, a piece that um, it deals with hope. You know, I felt like creating something that gives hope and and awareness of of the the infinite renewal that is really ours. There's no. Uh, there's no end to anything and there is such a beautiful thing as a as a renewal element in nature and I really wanted to point to that and that's what the painting is all about oh, and you see a lot of bees here that pollinate and and her crown and the little DNA spiral that um, symbolizes that uh,
0: that potential in all of us potential in all of
1: us yeah it's there
0: beautiful and so you touched on so many beautiful concepts just in one painting. So that's what I love about your work. So we've mm-hmm. called it before. There's so many little portals in there. You've described it that we can access beyond just what we first see. Um, and definitely that painting was speaking to me <laughs> last night, as I described. Um, if you can share a little bit, I feel like many of us are being guided to the renewal, to the rebirth, uh, And as you said, not to evade darkness, but really, we're coming to the end of that culpa, the Kali Yuga. And finally, I, I think we're getting the sense for those that uh, exercise those senses that it's time to put those books away and uh, focus on the rebirth. Uh, if You can share a little bit in uh, from your journey and your wisdom that you keep inside of you, uh, what you've seen about the potential of rebirth um, and how we can really uh, let go of those things that brought us to the point of the rebirth versus holding on to them like treasure trove that we have to carry into new environments. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess, I guess just letting go of, of the past and everything that is heavy and burdensome. That's the, that's, that's been my daily yoga for a long time. And I guess everybody's, and it's not, it's not an easy, an easy task to, to just, um, let it wash away when, when it's, when it's outdated. And when, when the lesson has been learned, but, you know, we do, I mean, I have a tendency to hold on and, you know, and, and so I'm, I'm trying to um, you know, doing this time after two years of, of a somewhat secluded lifestyle, I'm trying to come back into the world and really uh, see all the good things in in the small aspects of life, and that's 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 what the journey with um, COVID and uh, and the restrictions has really brought to me. That's been a great gift to to really look, observe my life, and look at everything in a in a more um, dissecting way, where I let go of a lot of aspects of my daily activities that were just uh, more of a burden than they were um, helpful. So I became more simple in my ways. Yeah, and i I made an extra effort to to see what is right in front of me and to be uh, really um, pleased and grateful with the many gifts we have every day in our lives. And when we get so busy every day, it's easy to be looking for bigger, better, sparklier events and activities. And yeah. and really the true joy for me personally lies in being simple and, mm-hmm. you know, making that time, going to the beach and doing that Qigong in the morning and doing the breathing right right in front of this amazing ocean that is there and just yeah. uh, taking this this beautiful support system that is really present.
0: Absolutely. And that's, Um, If you can speak, I noticed your post on Instagram this morning. uh, I couldn't grab (laughs) a photo, but I'll put it in here uh, of, you know, breath, reminding people of the breath. Um, Yes. If you can share a little bit more about your relationship to yoga, um, because in these, quote unquote, modern times, a lot of people uh, mainly focus on the asana. And we're going to get a little bit into the grasping from the younger generations because they, mm-hmm. they tend to like grasp really quickly. They want to know and then they discard or they just focus on an aspect of it. But you're touching on a really powerful aspect because the system of yoga like kind of works on you. And then it eventually it leads you to this place of simplicity, not because it's telling you you have to be simplistic. That's my perspective. It's just welcome you. And nature does the same thing. She's taught me many times, subtract, subtract, subtract. <laughs> so if you can yeah. share your perspective with that, and even the Qigong, like working with the energy mm-hmm. of the body, the earth, the breath.
1: Yeah. Well, I had I had the incredible um, uh, luck to be initiated into yoga by a, a wonder, wonderful woman who was... Um, who was a um, master of Ayinga yoga. And um, what, what I learned from her is that it's not so much about how quickly and how far and how fast you get to, to mastering a position, but it's more about you being present with that position and how everything becomes sort of effortless, when you let go and how you fall into that forward bend that gave you that aching feeling in the back and while you when you let go you realize you can just become super pliable and uh, and so this is this is what i've been carrying in with me throughout the years is that it's it's all about holding a position and giving yourself to that process and just really feeling it and uh so when I do yoga, I prefer to um, stay away from doing too much aerobic yoga, where it's all about, you know, the the up and down and over <laughs> and you know doing all this. and and I think I think one of the one of the things that has been happening for so many of us is that we want to be, so we want to become these superhumans. so we want to do extreme sports and endurance. And well, well, it's really, I guess it's also my years you know I'm not 25 so but besides that I mean I can do so these things but I've learned how to really appreciate and enjoy the 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 essence of things more than the um going after a goal a better, faster yeah so this is how this is how I see it. And Qigong is certainly a beautiful way to just, uh, you know, bring build the core energy and and um, and do the calming and the energetic at the same time. And that's absolutely right. Nice, yeah. Finding balance, I guess, is always
0: what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Aren't we all? <laughs> no, shit. Yeah, I would say the number one requested. I ask people how they want to feel. Number one is calm. Like they don't say happy, they say calm. They that's the yes. number of response that people want to be, which nature provides yeah. for us. Um, now, when you with the painting about the goddess and Venus and love, um, if you share a little bit more about the yin principle, because it's interesting. Right at the end of this, like culpa, people are like they're like okay, let's be superhumans. It's like the last expression of the yang energy. Um, If you can share from your cosmic interface to your earth interface, uh, what the yin uh, represents to you, even through the practice of Qigong and yoga, um, and how we can follow her wisdom in a way that's uh, in Mm -hmm. a space and a rhythm that is more true to uh, what's around us, the ecosystem around us.
1: Yeah, I guess there's a there's definitely like uh, in the the yin energy for me is definitely well it's the receptive energy and uh, there's an element of surrender but it's not it's not a a surrender where you um, where you hand your your powers over to anybody it's a, it's a deep surrender that allows more more communication and that allows a fuller perspective and a fuller experience so uh, you know I guess that it goes to for this this beautiful journey that we've done as women throughout so many decades now where we've become where we've learned to be uh, more independent and respected and equal but not in a in a sense that makes us other than what we are you know it's not it's it, so we've come around to being less uh, De- denaturalized. I mean, there was a time when we wanted to be the career woman and we wanted to do it all. And I see a lot of women, younger women, especially who embrace being mothers and who want to do that and and really have the full experience and, um, and to also feel the power of this experience instead of feeling that they're doing a minor job that is not being respected in
0: society. So... Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the yeah. biggest jobs there's,
1: you there's, do. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's those also amongst us who who have this um who do embrace our calling and who feel less of a need to be right. actually um physical mothers.
0: Yeah.
1: While still be a nurturing and full blown woman-female expression. Yeah. So absolutely. that's it's been a great progress in all of those um all yeah, of those allowing aspects
0: for all all expressions, yeah. In, in with the yin energy and being an art, I was a master artist. Uh, I will give you that title, a <laughs> uh, <No>. master artist. <laughs> yeah, okay. you've, you've earned it through many lifetimes. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can share a little bit more about working with that creation energy um, when you talk about reception and receiving, um, and the patience sometimes that's uh, needed if you can share about that and then moving it into actual fluid action that young and yeah.
1: sure um well i um i've i've said i've shared this many times publicly that i i i'm part of a i let a process happen in my creative work where i become where i'm more of a receptor uh, a receiving vessel of an energy that wants to come through. So there's less of a mental, um, a construction process that, um, comes before I go to the canvas. So I don't plan. I, I mm-hmm. have a general feeling idea. I might start more with an abstract background where I just, uh, flow the paint out and I, I, uh, I feel into the colors that, that I would like to be using in that moment. But then once I start painting and using my technique, um, I just dedicate myself to this uh, communication between um, maybe my higher self or maybe a higher element that is way beyond my higher self that is bigger than even that. And, uh, And where it becomes a um yeah it becomes a um a mutual process of of collaboration and uh, my ego uh, stays out of the way as much as it can <laughs> in my what well, in the body and it's a really beautiful dance it is kind of like a, it is in many ways like a meditation where you you observe what's coming and you you invite in what feels right and what is in harmony with your own system in, in any given moment. And then I get nourished in the process because I receive what I need, but I also know that I'm a medium for what is happening and needing, needed around me. And so there's always, it's, it's, there's a, there's a mediumistic element in, in the way I work, where the right, the right message will certainly come because I'm being asked to help provide this image as a guideline, as a, as a help for those who come and see my work, maybe something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And then just touch a little bit more. We're going to dive into a painting that's calling me right now. Uh, A little bit about the aspect of humility and how valuable that you found that in your life um, and in your work. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I mean, when you, when you paint a, a painting, um it is it is always a humiliating process you know you have to to, because every painting is different and and what i found is that that with each piece i'm i'm always discovering something new there's always something that i haven't that i haven't done before and that i'm that is new so i'm i'm learning a new skill so there's there's always that and um there's a lot of um uh, a lot of patience that plays into the into the creative process as well. And uh, Robert used to say that no um, no masterpiece was ever painted by a lazy artist. so that's <laughs> that's right there in the nutshell. so so when when students would would come and have these high expectations of that what they're going to mm. do, what they were going to st- learn and and be able to accomplish. After five or six days or 10 days in a workshop, you know, I would try to remind them that all these amazing masters throughout the ages, all of them, male and female artists, they they studied and they they did the homework and they gave themselves decades of developing skill. Um, personal expression and uh, and that's how it's been for me. So it's just always such an incredible um, hum- humbling experience yeah. to see how my work is um, is still not what what I would like it to be. you know, if I could paint what I really
0: yeah. what I
1: would really feel, then it would be still different. But Absolutely. I'm making progress.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you are.
1: <laughs> I'm learning I'm learning every day and it's a great it's a great journey.
0: Oh yeah, your words remind me of being in design and architecture school. We had a teacher that would make us do like all these renditions and we'd be like he's like here's your assignment it's due Thursday it was Tuesday and he's like you have to have 500 versions. But oh my it God. it did that because you you couldn't get attached. And then yes. um, the other humbling part is it never comes out like how you want you know you just don't have the skill set yes no it, it never does it never does it, there's always that surprise element yeah in it and it's also
1: that's where this this whole aspect of letting go it yeah. comes it comes in handy that's and stupid. and really i mean cre- being really creative should always leave a lot of space for letting go and allowing something in that you had not really planned for
0: yeah that's um, the great flexi- being flexible, you know. Yeah, those are the gems.
1: Yeah. um
0: So this was talking to me this morning, and it kind of goes. Okay. Let me see if I can get it up here. Oh goodness, bear with me. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I wonder why. Hmm. Well, okay, it doesn't want to go up there. What does it look like? What it's the mushroom. The-
1: Oh yes, my little mushroom painting. Yeah, a drawing. It's a drawing. It's oh, work on yeah, yeah, it's work on paper and I've really gotten uh, to enjoy these um throughout the covid season. I've really enjoyed my um my pencil work and this mm. is one of those pieces and I I like to work on dark paper, black paper and um it's just really it's like a doodle if you want i mean it's just like something that that it's a wanted fancy doodle <laughs> to, yeah well then i get into it and i really sort of like bring it out and I, you know i get into the technique yeah. and the highlights that i always you know so so enjoy um bringing yeah. in. and, and uh, yeah it's just it just really i just really felt to I uh, felt like um uh, creating a beautiful little uh, piece about the the mushroom realm and the 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 connections that the my, mycelium creates so so magically and yeah. how how it so it's 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 about that and and I was really um there was no yeah there was no thought or message behind it it's but it felt while i was doing it it felt like something that would belong in in a alice in wonderland book you know
0: yeah absolutely so. and sure because right now someone told me recently that the end of uh, during world war 2 mushrooms became very popular people were putting them in beer they were putting them in bread oh. they were actually having scientists yeah. in germany trying to remove them because they didn't want people taking the psilocybin Um, Uh and then right now through this, you know, I call it the brouhaha on planet earth with COVID,
1: (laughs) mushrooms have
0: become very popular, like microdosing, all of these things. It's like the consciousness isn't comfortable. So it wants something else. Mm -hmm. Um, if you can share a little bit more about, uh, just, it doesn't even have to be psilocybin, but just your relationship with the plant realm and, uh, how to honor respect and engage with it in a way that it can assist, but not like take you on a lost journey.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, I, I think that, that the plant medicines are wonderful, wonderful, uh, teachers and an, an amazing support system, but I've always been one to, um, uh, to, um, to prefer the idea of um, doing any kind of um, psilocybin or psychoactive substance with with really great preparation, mm. um, with um, uh, with um, in a grounded way, mm. um, possibly with with somebody who can watch over you or will at least you know pay attention to you. It doesn't have to be somebody who. Who breathes down your neck, but uh, somebody who might just be there to 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 support you when you, if you do hit some some glitches and edgy moments. But but the idea of doing microdosing can be a very helpful, I believe, uh, way to um, uh, to navigate. But I don't believe in anything that um, for me,
0: yeah,
1: anybody else. It's a free country, but I believe that the moment we we feel that we need anything on a daily basis at that time of day to get us going or to bring us up or to bring us down or to get us over the hump, it becomes a habit. And anything habit-forming can turn into something else. And um, not to be talking down on this amazing movement that has given us a lot more freedom, Uh, especially in the United States, around the substance like marijuana and uh, mushrooms and uh, and the, the incredible work that can be done for trauma, I still feel that the better we can handle our system being really clean and pure and healthy, the the better it is in the end for us. I mean, I'm I'm definitely an advocate. This is where I've come to that my life has become simpler, cleaner. And I, you know, I, I paint my paintings with a good cup of um, herbal tea. Nice. And I don't, I mean, I have, I have even lost the the habit of, of enjoying a glass of wine or a glass of beer, I have nothing against it. It's just that something, this is not part of my, my need anymore. I, I don't need anything. I just, I just need good clean food and, and, uh, and uh, my work and my good partnership i think it's really important to be in good partnership with people and when those things are in place um i feel like i don't need anything else and and everything just rolls and but i'm still deeply grateful for the amazing openings and lessons and advantages and and propulsion that the um, the medicine the plant medicine has given me Especially in my earlier years and throughout life, and psilocybin is certainly a very precious and ancient medicine, and I deeply honor it. It was always one of my favorites because it's so it's so natural, you know, and you can feel it. You feel so connected to the earth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're describing that combination of uh, ceremony versus, uh, you know, I guess recreation. You know, I've explained. Even to yeah. my grown, they're somewhat grown children. That you know, it's really about a ceremony. It's not about you know an adventure. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes those can be good memories. But in the the respect, uh, yeah, it takes a while to unpack plant medicine ceremonies. Yes, it <laughs> is. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> It could take. Yeah. I tell people it could take decades to like understand what the heck you know and where it means. So if you're doing a lot of them, that's going to get complicated. But.
1: Yeah. yeah, and there's there's a lot to there's a lot of a, a lot to be integrated and 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 assimilated and and understood about these these experiences we have, and I, and I think the more time we allow ourselves to 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 absorb properly, it's like eating food too quickly. It yeah. never goes down well, and then you have then you have you have it sitting sideways, and you get gassy and stomach cramps you know it's like yeah, yeah hiccups
0: absolutely yeah well, <laughs> all right so uh here let's see if i can get this one up uh <laughs> that one's jumping oh yeah the, voila, yeah uh as we talk about uh, ceremonies mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, share this is how big is this painting
1: this painting is about um let's see uh, I would say in inches in in meters in in centimeters it's a meter by uh, a meter by fifty
0: okay
1: about that so that makes it um, thirty yeah I think 35 by um, yeah 20 yeah 15 yeah anyway so this is this piece is called. Um, because I'm all thinking in centimeters these days. It's it's interesting how the brain goes. You know, I can hardly figure out Fahrenheit anymore since I'm always thinking in Santa Grace. Yeah. But this piece is called um, Leaving Shadow Land was the, the original title. And um, uh, Leaving Shadow is basically the the um, the whole theme of this painting. I actually laid this out many, many years ago the canvas was laid out while Robert was still around, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I had this this piece sitting there, and I hadn't touched it. And so, um, about last year, I began painting on it, and uh, and I realized that I was kind of feeling into um, one of my favorite themes, which is the the phoenix theme. I'm a double Scorpio, and so there's <laughs> a lot of that in my in my you know it's always about death and rebirth and yeah. you know just reinventing or are we dying to the old self and coming back renewal and so this is this is the piece that i painted while we were coming out of this this prison that mm. this imposed prison and uh it's a uh, um yeah and there's a lot of um a lot of, uh, there's the DNA spiral is in there. You see, it's always about the renewal is always the, the, the infinity symbol is always there. And, uh, and it's just, uh, um, this movement that I felt was happening inside of me while I was, uh, trying to liberate myself from this. I was trying to make sense of everything that was going on and trying to let go of the, the, yeah, the, the concerns, um,
0: Yeah,
1: they were definitely moments of of discomfort and not crazy fear, but, you know, people got sick and around us. And so I wanted to um, I guess this was my way of pushing through and coming out and coming back into the light and leaving that grip, that grip of restriction and control that I was feeling and that didn't really sit well with me. yeah.
0: (laughs) For many of us, no. Well, and yeah. so the intricacies of it. So uh, is it all because it's, it feels like there's like the glimmery parts, the light parts Uh, feel iridescent in nature. Is yes. that all paint or?
1: It's all paint. Yeah. This is, this is part of my, this is part of my, my, um my tool set, my technique tool set where I'm I'm painting in a technique that is based on the, the old, the old masters' technique that the mm-hmm. Van Eyck brothers um, put together, and it's basically you you start from a, a darker background and you okay. you paint you paint with light you paint the the light the the highlights and yeah. and and it you 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 create somewhat of a monochromatic piece and eventually you you apply very translucent glazes and mm. and come back with the light and that gives these incredible translucent forms yeah. and and colors and it's very it's there's a lot of uh yeah and you see it in that little in that little um sphere that the phoenix is holding
0: yeah all, all over it's that's,
1: beautiful yeah, so that's uh that's it's it's just that's just technique it's just you know <laughs> that,
0: yeah. well that's that's great it's a <laughs> it's, it's a thing a thing, <laughs> <laughs> a thing to learn Um, Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you can share a little bit more, you know, from we've touched on a little bit from control, like in, you know, for an artist. And then also, um, I would say, yeah, for most of humanity, they were gripped one way or the other. I always say no matter how you were meeting it, it was potentially fear of something being uh, taken away. And then everyone responded in different ways, uh, or many, maybe many ways. (laughs) So, um, can you share a little bit of how you have let go of control, uh, inhibiting you on the canvas and then in life in general?
1: Hmm. How have I done that? Well, I guess it's, uh, it's, uh, it definitely felt overwhelming at times, I mean, just thinking about the situation that we've come out of and uh and I guess that uh one of the things that really helped me to to escape this this feeling of I felt literally imprisoned at times imprisoned by um, by the early restrictions of twenty one because they were quite severe here where we are and uh and then later on, I felt imprisoned by but this constant flow of information and uh, and this um, yeah this uh, well the situation itself because there's definitely there there was definitely that that element I mean we couldn't we couldn't just deny and say this thing didn't exist because right. it truly did and yeah. so so it was kind of like fighting against these these windmills these 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 weird almost invisible giants that were in place and kind of grabbing us in ways that we we were not used to and uh, really made me appreciate um, earlier generations. I've listened a lot to my, my family, my mom, my dad, my, my grandparents. I mean, I grew up with these stories of, of that, that dreadful war that, that everybody had to endure in Europe and that, you know, had such, horrible effects on 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 the whole world and yeah. and um, and humanity so so it kind of made me realize that there's always even even in our generation we didn't see that one coming and uh and here we were you know and it was this uh, yeah this so so what what really helped me through it was was creating, really being at the canvas and and diving into into my creative process and just trusting that that there was more. You know, I literally had to at some times build my my hope back up and my my faith that things would change. Cause you know sometimes when you're locked up like that and the world seems so dark, I mean I I I can easily forget that this is. I'm. I'm kind of like a Maasai. This is my. I hear that the Maasai they they live so much in the moment that if you if you put them if you lock them up in jail. I don't know where that where I have that information from, but but I read it somewhere or maybe saw it somewhere. But but um, when you tell these people that they're going to be in jail or you put them away, they they can die because they don't know that. In two days, or in two months, or there's an end to this. So right. this is how I felt at times. Yeah. So I had to, I had to build something and connect with something that gave me that hope, you know, and yeah. that um, that trust that everything was going to be okay. In 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 a way, uh, not knowing how it was going to be okay, and we don't we don't know yeah. what is going to happen. We still don't. But you know, I feel. I feel that yeah, creating and using these tools, these resources of of knowing that reality is something that we create every day with every thought, every action, every emotion, and and our reality is ours to rebuild every day. And that's really something that that is such an amazing responsibility also uh, with. This so-called new movement of you know we're we're being told so many times that we're in this in this movement of of uh, of consciousness awakening and uh, but with that to me comes always that great responsibility of of being aware of what we wish for because yeah
0: yeah you know, uh-huh.
1: yeah yeah because because you know I mean every I can say I want this and this is going to be such a beautiful world. And the next moment I can completely undo that with the next thought that might be based on doubts or something that just happened to me. I might just wake up and be in a bad mood. And all of a sudden everything I created so beautifully, you know, Yeah, the day before might be undone and then I have to do it again. It's kind of like pushing up that, it's like like the work of Sisyphus, you know, we push up that rock and we're almost there and then again again, again, yeah yeah, Yeah. get it right
0: well and share a little bit more about that because um, you're speaking of cause and effect and in the eternal realm, uh, we have plenty of space, so the perception of you know, a moment, uh, even for myself, I'm like, okay, let's do an evaluation. Like if I knew that all this was coming, like, where did I succeed in my practices and where did I like get led astray? Um, cause yeah. I think that's really juicy information for our eternal path. Like, so if, if, or when we meet the, something again or continued, we can meet it better, so to speak. But you're speaking of cause and effect. And so the sum accumulation of, you know, our actions have led us to this moment. And then I find it curious. We're all being like your painting directed to the light. Like it's like that's enough of that. Um, get back focusing and creating and paving that way. Um, can you share like the comparison, the the contrast to what you were experiencing in the brouhaha? Uh it, in the light, the magic of the light where you've experienced those moments where to me, I call it like being a little kid on Christmas where it's like, whoa, (laughs) that just happened. It's, it's miraculous. Those moments. Can you share a little bit more about that potential that um, comes through when we're in that resonance? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean,
1: there, there is, uh, there is that moment where, where we feel that um, that, you know everything you know has to be redone, we have to restructure and uh and and it's gonna be a lot of effort and and it's easy to to lose sight of of the bigger picture because you know even those moments are always also moments of of deep learning you know the the situations and the people who give us the most pain are also our greatest teachers mm. and uh so um so, if we bear in mind that this is so then then uh, we can we can easier go through these these times of um of challenge and uh, and and rest assured at least I trust that that this is so, and uh, I base my life on this that there is light, and there is there is always um a next level something that is is more beautiful and more evolved and but that also involves setbacks you know i'm not saying that we're just going to go straight into this into this um paradisical existence right it's always it's always a lot of life being on this planet and being in this body is a lot of work and and whether we like it or not we just have to deal with with pain and, and, and uh, yeah, and, and adverse um, moments and realities. And, uh, and that's good. That's okay. I mean, I don't know if it's good, but it, it doesn't feel good, but it's, <laughs> it's okay. And I guess that's what, what, I mean, the, the that's what the medicines always teach too, that it's all right, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, child,
1: it's okay. It,
0: childbirth it doesn't do that, you know, it's like, yeah. you go- through extreme pain, but you can find the beauty and the nirvana in it. Actually, um, you know, yes. yeah. Okay, so exactly. all right, Pascal's calling here. If I can get it up, your painting. This okay. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah,
1: this, yes, this is a a portrait of my partner Pascal. Yeah. who is also. He's a wonderful painter. He's also, and he is. I call this light warrior, and he is. Mm. He is a light warrior in mm. his work. His work is much more mineral than mine, and but his uh, and his uh, his landscapes are very otherworldly and um, based in in this um, in ancient civilizations and the the wisdom and the mysteries that uh, the the ancestors have 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 uh have uh carried for us and that we are that we can those those spaces that we can connect with and uh and uh kind of like he's he's sort of an, somebody who works with sort of like ancient future ideas mm-hmm. and uh and uh so this is him as a um as a druid as a i always see him like that and he used to have a um, a raven. When he was a boy, he found a raven who followed him everywhere.
0: And,
1: mm. <laughs> and, uh, so, so he's kind of you know he's 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 got he's got he's got a little Merlin in him. And and so in his he's one of the 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 very um, he incorporates this very rare combination of um, of carrying a lot of. Uh, feminine softness and mm-hmm. and sensitivity in a, in a male body, in a very, definitely very male body. So it's, and I'm, I'm happy to to share this moment in time with him. So yeah, so this, this is my honoring of him and who he is. And,
0: yeah. yeah. And I, I love, um, how did you word it? Ancient future?
1: Ancient future. Yeah. 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 So is mean, should- this, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, share
0: more about that because you you both um, have this element of uh, per perceiving and interacting with dimensions that aren't uh, visible to all mm-hmm. people um, yeah and share a little bit because I you know the the raven is a messenger it's the bridge between uh, worlds and uh, share more about that ancient future
1: yeah well I i feel that um, if we if we look through time i can't i can't help but wonder what what was there bef- before um before history or what we know about history and and i i always think about those those people who um who had incredible tools and knowledge and how much of that is really lost. And do we have still access to it? And can we reconnect with it? And, and can we just uh, connect with it in a way of, um, of receiving the energy uh, in a different way than by, uh, by a teacher? Because if, if we think about maybe Atlantean times and, and which is so so far removed and we can only imagine and dream about what these mm-hmm. people might have known and the technology they might have had or the ancient egyptians and we will never really know or is it just a a projection but i don't think so so i'm yeah. i'm always trying to in my work and pascal is doing the same thing i know um we we try to build these bridges to to those times where the the ancient um the ancient cosmologies are definitely connected to the the new cosmologies and the future mm-hmm. and we are building something that is uh that is unique and that might resemble at some point um to what they say those ancient civilizations mm-hmm. had um available to them um like time travel or yeah. uh, you know uh alternative energy and uh um mind connection and uh, miraculous healings yeah i mean everything is just uh so sometimes i feel it's so it's so present it's so it's so close yeah and was well, another good. step,
0: yeah. Yeah, I would definitely. In working with a lot of traditional elders, I've experienced things within our practices and um, skill set that those things are all available here. Um, but it, again, like you know, anything you accrue that through lifetimes, not necessarily even in one lifetime, uh, and that's the interesting yeah. thing. Even for the the generations, I would say in their twenties, teen, late teens, that they're really. Like whoa, I can astral travel, and I'm like whoa, you gotta slow down. You could get in some hot water, <laughs> you know. But the there is a yearning for consciousness to understand those. So it's beautiful that you both are painting sure. in a way to open up um, the memories for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and that, some of it, yeah. would you say, is hiding in plain sight? Because I remember uh, being at the Acropolis, and I was like fresh out of architecture and design school. And here I'd learned, like, and been building in school. And then I'm standing at this mammoth temple going, there's a human didn't do this. And I had no idea about, like, anything uh, sci-fi. Well, maybe a little, but not. I Just my gut was like this. There's no way that someone made that flute perfectly Mm -hmm. symmetrical from here to there um, over many lifetimes. (laughs) I was, it just as my intuition. So I feel like a lot's hiding in plain sight. Um, and it's just a matter of we're willing to get out of our mind. Um, have you had those, those experiences, even from painting and traveling and so forth?
1: Well, um, well, I, I've had, I've, I've had wonderful experiences with, um, uh, with my own personal healing sessions that I like to do where I just uh, connect with uh, certain entities or like uh, you know the the nature and and ascended masters just to just just I call in a lot of help and my guardians and my 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 angels and and I sometimes I just ask to be um to be helped and supported in certain, in certain situations. And what I always find amazing is this energy that, that can arrive where a pain can, can be undone, like in five minutes, you know, and you go, wow, you know, was that them or was it me or was it just, did I just remove some, some blocks, some, Mm. some disbelief that this is happening that, that, that I could be, moving the energy in such a way where I can heal myself on the spot. And so, so all of that, you know, is, is really, um, is really exciting to me. And, uh, and that's, uh, well, if we could just, that that goes back to creating our reality each moment. I mean, we have that choice I feel, but it's not easy to, to do. I mean, how, who can be, a hundred percent aware and and conscientious and connected yeah. to that to that higher self of ours anytime and to the to the larger picture
0: yeah well and willing you know uh you're reminding, really, yeah. reminding me of certain moments in my life where i was definitely guided by the divine to like hold an attention and that something uh-huh. was possible and I, I yeah. knew that it was, but as soon as I let the, that fear in or doubt, it just like yeah. all gave way, you know? And that's yes. what this moment on planet earth, earth has been about is um, being in a dance with our own fears, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and then what, what do we do if we break past that, you know? So yeah, <laughs> there's it's- lots of, lots of possibilities. Um, I want to share, let's see, I saw this, we have, I think I have, no, I have this, let's see, it's going to, I'm going to try to get to one picture there. This, I'm going to show it also um, in a gallery setting, I happened just to find this this morning, isn't that the same one right there?
1: Uh, No, it's not the same one, but it's definitely in a similar feeling, it's I, I at some point i created this uh, this whole series of uh, of uh um vessels that yeah. are that are n- not made of metal they're not they're not technology in the sense that we understand technology but they're they're alive and they're organic and that's how i i, I sense that alien life or certain alien life may be yeah so well and, and i
0: Where's the yeah. installation? Because it, com- it complements it. So oh, well with the yeah,
1: this is yeah, this is at at the Naya Museum in France um, mm. here in Brittany. And uh, and it's a it's one of the great museums of imaginary art mm. um, on the planet. And uh, definitely the the uh, one of a kind in Europe. And I. I'm not aware of anything like this, even in the United States, and it's a it's a museum that is opened all year, and uh, it hosts about eighty um, international artists wow and uh, and it's sculpture, it's uh, painting, it's uh, uh, digital art, it's uh, um, it's drawings and uh, installations, and it's just really a magical place. Uh, located in a castle. Uh, So the, the surroundings are just amazing. It's in a big um, big castle grounds and, and we've been, Pascal and I have been very honored to be part of this uh, wonderful project since 2015 when it came into being. And the piece you see up there, my painting is that's a triptych and it's called the landing. And, uh, and this piece was uh, painted for my um, for my exhibition in two thousand and eighteen. I had a six month exhibition together with Robert's work at the uh, Giga Museum, HR mm-hmm. Giga Museum in Switzerland in Gruyere. and this is where um, I showed this for the first time. And uh, and uh, since uh, last year, it's found a. Uh, a semi-permanent home in the, at the Naya Museum. And uh, so the museum changes a little bit each season, each year has a little bit of a different look and some, mm. some artworks I exchanged. And it's just really a, an amazing project. And the angel you showed before, this other piece, the very long yeah, um, know, piece. That. Yeah, this one, it, I call this Michael. And um, these... I usually don't paint angels but uh in two th- in two, 2020 a- after covid had 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 settled in um these these beings came into into existence on my they they appeared on my canvases and uh and uh, and I felt I mean I didn't say I would paint archangel michael but I felt that it was him and uh, I had done a previous painting too that is called the Blessing, which mm. you might you might have right there on your radar. And that's I feel that's him as well. It's a, Michael is considered one of it's he's considered the highest or the closest to to the to the source mm. and the 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 closest to to um, yeah to God or the source whatever you yeah, yeah. Um, and. Um, uh, don't want to bring any religious connotations <laughs> but uh, I really felt that this 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 wonderful guardian was was present for all of us and uh mm. and it's uh, you see you see him right there in the center it's, he's very you know you see him small, but his wings and his majesty and his his power are just really
0: yeah, tremendous. Beautiful. It re- very yeah, oceanic and, like it reminds me of a man like you know yeah uh,
1: yeah is that right and michael is, yeah yeah exactly yeah and michael is always considered the um the the angel of protection so mm. god we can call on michael when yeah. when we need when we need protection and support
0: yeah yeah beautiful and so. sh- you know during this period of time on planet earth um there's been this like great Battle with ideology and um, mm-hmm. uh, people like I don't know. I would call it shaming people for their beliefs or this or that. Um, oh yeah. If you can share a little bit just to assist people because that can sometimes be disorienting if you, they're saying, "Oh, now this is oh. bad. That was you thought it was good, but it's bad." And um, share a little mm-hmm. bit about your personal relationship and just even you know when we feel the um, energies of you know let's say archangel michael like how you Mm -hmm. can discern uh where an energy is for the benefit and where one is subtracting
1: yeah well just just really briefly i mean i i could just talk briefly too about my my background i mean i was i was raised uh uh, my my family was uh was protestant Mm and and interestingly enough my my dad left the church when he was 21 because he didn't condone the the the, the disasters and massacres that the 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 church had produced mm. um that didn't mean that he didn't have any kind of a personal faith but he based it more in in nature and uh but uh but also in in a higher in a higher uh mm. um, element and um my his grandmother was, she was, she was a plant woman. She was definitely, she would read the cards and she was psychic and she would, she was a healer. And so there was that too. And he got initiated by her. I mean, he, he was, because his mother died and usually, you know, those, those gifts are usually given from woman to woman. And so interestingly enough um, she taught him the ways of, of working with plants so i grew up with 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 nice herbal medicines and teas i mean i can't remember eating taking much medicine in my in my childhood so so basically and my my grandfather my mother's Father was uh, an atheist, and my grandmother would go to ch- his wife would go to church, but she wouldn't be like a she wouldn't be doing that any any day but every day, but she would she would find great joy in in singing and mm-hmm. in connecting. so there was this vast range of of what what it meant to connect yourself to spirit that was not limited in any way. so I grew up with a very open uh, open minded people. And so when I grew up, I actually begged my my father to let me do confirmation. He says, Don't waste your time with that. You know, it's just gonna do like a year and a half, and with this with the silliness, and you go, you're going to find that you're going to be disappointed. I said, Well, I have to find out for myself. So, but in any event, I would always look for these experiences, and I wanted to find out what are these religions about and how do how does that person celebrate? So all my life, I've really enjoyed ceremony, whatever uh, religion it was based in, because I what I was connecting with was the authenticity of the spirit connection. And you can find that in anything. I mean, you could be like a glass of water. And, you know, if that gets your marks off, then, you know, <laughs> that's fine and uh, so so really for me to be sensing uh, spirit guides and angels or saying i like to you know i i pray for you i i often get this reaction from people who say yeah but you know i don't i don't believe in prayer but it's like because it's like a structured and a submissive thing and we should be more it it should be more cosmic and and i'm going well you know it's just a word you know god is just a word it doesn't mean it can you can't even begin to describe what this is about so yeah. so i I'm just all about connecting with this mysterious, incredible energy that is is uh, is always present, and uh, at least present for me. You know, I mean, an atheist will say, "I don't think that there's anything present." So, you know, that's what what uh, what a person. Mm-hmm. likes to um, choose this as their reality then even that is something that I I'm not going to criticize it and I'm not going to condone it so um, yeah. but uh, yeah I just um, I just think that knowing knowing finding your own connection to anything is really is really the key yeah and
0: uh, yeah absolutely well I think what you're talking about is the interface I call it we're very similar because uh, I've explored all things. Um, mm-hmm. And I consider myself a meritage of the things that I practices I engage with. So I can't give it up to one word. Um, I've experienced miracles in all faiths, um, yes, all, all faiths, you know, and yes. in nature. And so I just call it the unseen. Um, what I've noticed is if you ask, it'll engage with you. Like the divine will engage with you. It doesn't. It doesn't interfere the dark forces will interfere because they play on weakness, you know, and that's, it's pretty much that simple. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, if something's messing with you, you know, that maybe you need to get yourself straight you know, go take a pause and then come back and yeah. (laughs) Simplicity. Well, I
1: think think that's a, that's a wonderful way to, um, to help anybody who is, who's, who's looking for that connection. Yeah. you know we always i mean the everything begins with a question or uh uh yeah and 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 asking to be helped you know we have to make that first step i mean things yeah. will happen afterwards but but we have to express an interest there has to be an interest yeah. an honest interest an authentic deep interest and then everything else is just uh, automatic and it comes
0: yeah absolutely Um, yeah, and one the aspect of laying prayers, I'm thinking of Pascal being the, uh, intermediary between here and the heavens above, but, um, can you share your relationship from like an earth, you know, being your history with your aunt and your, you know, your family and your mom and your dad about the interaction with the earth realm? Because many indigenous cultures, that's the prayers are laid with materials of the earth back to the earth. Um, can you and being that you paint, you're using materials different ways that are produced from potentially earth uh, elements, right? So, can you share a little bit more about that active action of prayer versus just silent prayer, or you can use a different oh. word?
1: Oh, oh, I see. So, it's, so are you are you referring? I'm trying to get the question right. So, yeah. um, well,
0: share a little bit more about like, and you have this painting. I'll see if I can get it over there. the it's the buddha so in there um Mm -hmm. in like the tanka paintings they'll pray when they paint but if Mm -hmm. you can just share a little bit about prayer and action um Mm -hmm. versus just in repose oh yes
1: Uh uh-huh yes yes of course yeah well i mean so this is a a commission piece i did for somebody and he was very specific what he wanted he wanted a um yeah a a snake and the buddha and he wanted the 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 beautiful little sacred cow and everything and uh and this this energy of of enlightenment and uh and when um yeah i feel that um i mean the deepest prayer happens when 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 there's a when the when the 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 call goes beyond just a demand. It can't just be a demand. It has to be something that, that comes from a, from a deep place of, of, um, of honesty. And when the miracles that I felt in my life came, when I, when I, when I, when I engaged with this, this, this honesty, it can't just be, Oh, well, you know, just give me this or give me that. It has to be very, very grounded in, it can't, it can't be, it it needs to be a, a call when, when it's really, when it's really necessary. So, so the active part, I mean, painting is also kind of like a prayer to me every, every time I sit it's, it's meditation and prayer, all rolled into one. Because there's this, it it feels similar. Sometimes I even I think about the people in my life, or I think about the people who 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 have have crossed my path, and I think about certain situations, or that you know I, it comes and goes, and and uh, and sometimes you know painting a beautiful bee or a beautiful. You know, part of a flower is 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 a is a is a devotional um, uh, move that that it's my it's my offering. If you want, you know, it is my prayer. It is my offering. It's my it's. I, I want to create something that that is is right and beautiful, and that resonates, and hopefully gives somebody an experience when they look at it, where they say, "Hmm, yeah. that's really, that really speaks to me. It doesn't have to be saying, it doesn't have to affect them necessarily. Um, I don't expect them to say, oh, that's amazing. or that's beautiful. But I want, I want people to have an experience of a, a, a feeling of feeling of being connected to something. Yeah. Beautiful. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it continues to have imprints because we're electromagnetic fields. You know, yeah, yeah. every person exactly. that stands in front of your paintings leaves something there, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and Thank receives you. something there. So, okay. I've like exceeded my time limit with you, but I appreciate, and I know it's Friday night for you guys. So yeah. you might be winding down or uh, ready to enjoy, but I so appreciate you being here. Um, we'll put the links below. What do you have up and coming? Are you planning on um, getting out in the world, speaking of getting back out in the world?
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely. I mean, definitely. If you, if anybody comes to France, I want to say, come and see the Naya Museum, mm-hmm. and then uh, the um, upcoming ex, um, exhibitions just around the corner are, uh, for example, a show in Boulder, Colorado. Mm-hmm. There's the Phil Lewis Gallery, and they are gathering. Uh, he Phil is gathering the um, the Boulder Visionary Tribe um, after the a long pause. And, uh, so this is going to be quite lovely. And there's going to be a few people that some of the, the, the visionary uh, community might recognize as Andrew Jones and Chris, Chris Dyer and Christie and Della. And, uh, there's also Randall Roberts and, uh, and Morgan Mandela and Pascal and myself and amongst some other people. So this is one of the wonderful, uh, local events in colorado stateside that are happening and then there's also an event a beautiful exhibition that is coming up at the wollongong art gallery in australia mm-hmm. uh, boundary slide strider and five artists are going to be exhibiting there, myself included beautiful. so um so that's uh, that's just just coming up um there haven't been too many exhibitions because of all the restrictions, and and I think a lot of the organizers are still treading lightly. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, get too involved.
0: So yeah, it's,
1: <laughs> yeah. So these are these are two exhibitions that are coming up for me, and uh, and then I'm also working on a um, a tarot deck. With uh, mm-hmm. Liba Wong, and, and there's uh, seven seven artists involved. Seven, seven mm-hmm. of us: so Liba and Carrie and Bart and myself, and and uh, and a, and a flew of other people. So that's well. I think we're we're going to be looking at at the end of this year, and there's going to be exhibitions uh showing the artwork because they're they're good sized canvases that we've painted to oh, to wow. create so so it's going to be it's an exciting project that's fun happening for a long time and so that's yeah how many are are you
0: keeping it to the traditional deck size like how many paintings are you guys each painting each
1: yeah it's going to be the traditional deck size and liba has been really uh developing a very interesting system that i'm not going to give away and i it's so, so she's going to, we'll, nice. we'll have events, we'll, we'll definitely have exhibitions. I think the opening exhibition is, is definitely going to be in Paris where she lives. And, okay. and then the, the show that's will that's most good. likely be traveling. So, and she, she, I'm sure she will, uh, offer the, um, some introductions and some, some, yeah, public events, some online events for this. Okay.
0: So those Do are all exciting. Point? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh circle around with that too later when that oh. comes that's exciting it feels good energetically so mm-hmm.
1: yeah. beautiful
0: well i appreciate you being here today and sharing your wisdom and grace and i'm glad that you pushed on through to the other side back into the light as many of us yes. have <laughs> yeah hooray, <laughs> hooray. <laughs> and oh yeah. yeah so yes
1: Definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And it's always such a pleasure to see you and to, to share with you.
0: Once again, I want to thank all of you and Martina Hoffman for being here today. Please, if inspired, check out her work, go to her website, support the arts. The best way to do that is attend their exhibitions, purchase their art, commission them to paint art and, sharing is caring. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.